Hello and welcome to Who's Paying Attention, episode 13. I'm Alonzo Bowden, your host, and um, as always, we got a lot to talk about. My mind will wander and we'll see if any of it's funny. Uh, it's ironic to do this episode 13 on June 13th, which is actually my birthday. Happy birthday to me. I am going to commit showbiz suicide and tell you how old I actually am. I'm 50 years old today which is old. I got my AARP, you know, welcome package, even though I didn't join, I'm holding out. But I also bench pressed 225 pounds this morning. So I still got it. Of course, 25 years ago, I could bench press 225 pounds, you know, as a warm up weight. But hey, I still got something. So anyway, it's my birthday. Other great news. My old TV show, 101 Cars You Must Drive is rerunning on Speed Channel. So you can check me out on speed, not actually on speed. I'm not on drugs. I'm not doing crystal meth or anything. I'm on a TV channel called speed. Cause some of you are like, what the hell is that? It's, it's a cable channel and you have it. It's one of those channels you never watch. But anyway, you can check me out there and I'm about to go to Winnipeg. I'm going to be at rumors comedy club next weekend, uh, next weekend, which is which is June 20th to 23rd. I will be in Winnipeg June 16th. If you get this in time, I will be at the Saban Theater in Beverly Hills doing a benefit for We Spark Cancer Care, which is phenomenal. The show is going to be great. I'm on with Jay Moore, with Paul Reiser, and with Wendy Liebman. Okay, that being said, I think it's time to get into it. What is going on out there? Well, first of all, 75% of Americans believe Supreme Court justices are influenced by their political beliefs, and they're not happy about it. That's right. People don't approve of the Supreme Court. And I say, why should we? Listen, we don't approve of the president. His approval rating on a good day is in the 40s. We certainly don't approve of Congress. Their approval rating peaked about 14%. Congress approval rating is so low that we like LeBron James more than Congress. And nobody likes LeBron James. I do, but no one else does. But anyway, we don't like Congress. We don't like the president. So why should we like the Supreme Court? Is the Supreme Court partial? Absolutely. Everybody knows that. If you're a Republican president, you pick a right-wing leaning justice, which we've got plenty of them, and Democratic president, which doesn't happen too often, you pick a left-weaning, left-weaning, left-leaning justice. You know, Justice Sotomayor, okay, Latina, picked by Barack Obama, and, you know, um, the Republicans, well, my favorite's Clarence Thomas, but they pick. They picked some good ones. So, yes, the Supreme Court is biased. And we're going to talk more about the Supreme Court later. And it's a shame. I, I don't know if this Supreme Court would have made any landmark decisions like Brown versus Board of Education, which said that, you know, separate is not equal and um, would have supported civil rights era or women voting. I don't think so. I think the Supreme Court likes to move backwards. It, it is so ridiculously conservative, so pro-business and anti-person, individual worker. You know, they talk about individual freedoms while you lose them. The, the ability to government to search you, the ability of government to, to electronically wiretap, whether it be your phones or your internet connections or whatever, the, the ability of the government to say, hey, you're a terrorist 
and throw you in a secret jail for without charges for unlimited time is this is staggering and the supreme court has said hey it's okay it's okay so i don't approve of this supreme court but it is what it is we're going to move on the the democrats are worried <laughs> i have to laugh cuz democrats are always worried they're worried about obama's campaign um Supposedly, Obama's campaign is stalling. If you call absolutely stop stalling, I'd say so. Barack Obama has gone from hope and change to I hope you don't change. And listen, Democrats, don't blame him, all right? They, the party is a mess. First of all, there's no unified idea. You've had chances. You, you, there have been successes. They don't brag, okay? Your chances, well, if you had worked together in Wisconsin and had the successful recall of the Republican governor who's against organized labor, that would have been a huge win for the Democrats. But in order to do it, to get rid of Walker, you had to send some money and some people to Wisconsin. You couldn't sit back there and say, man, I hope this works out. Who's your candidate? We're not really sure, but maybe we'll win. Democrats try to back into everything. Okay, what about bragging about success? Hey, you saved General Motors. You saved an American icon and saved the jobs of hundreds of thousands of Americans. Perhaps you should brag about it a bit. Osama bin Laden, remember him? You got him. You got him, Democrats. From Obama down, every Democrat should be bragging about this. I say it over and over. This is why Republicans win, because they get a simple talking point and they stick to it from top to bottom, from everybody, from their number one candidate or president or whoever they might be, on down to the lowest clerk, always says the same thing. You No matter what you ask them, you know, what, what, what was Bush? No taxes. We're not raising taxes. Didn't matter whether you asked Bush or you asked the guy cleaning up the... the Car wash where Bush is caught. No taxes. You know, I, I'm sorry. I'm getting ridiculous here. I'm, I'm rambling. Stop it. That was a slap. I literally slapped myself. Okay. So we're going to move on with these Democrats because I'm telling you, it's a mess. Barack Obama, the smoothest talking president maybe we've ever had. Even he screwed up. This is how bad the Democrats are screwed up. Barack Obama was giving a speech about jobs and the economy and stuff. And when talking about the private sector, basically he made the mistake of saying the economy's doing just fine. And the Republicans said, what? And they got it all over. Obama says the economy's fine. Obama's out of touch. Obama's eating lobster and, and blah, blah, blah. Obama's eating Kobe beef, not Kobe Bryant. That's, that's a whole different story. Did you see the Lakers? It was sad. No, they, they tried to, of course, go to the elitist thing. Obama's out of touch because Mitt Romney who's worth $250 million and could be the first president to have secret Swiss bank accounts is much more in touch with the average American. But here's the point. Obama screwed up. Why is it when politicians screw up, they don't just come out and say, hey, I screwed up. I said the economy's fine. I didn't mean that. What I meant to say was that private sector jobs are moving and public sectors, okay? And this is the, this is the great thing about Barack Obama. You know, if you look at the economy, Wall Street is up. Private sector, not doing well, maintaining, but progressing very slowly. Um, public sector jobs down. The government shrunk under Barack Obama. In other words, Barack Obama could be a great Republican, but then they remember they hate him. But anyway, just come out and say you said it wrong and then set the record straight. I misspoke, but what I really meant to say, blah, 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 it never works. It comes off as a lie. Okay, now. Speaking of running from Obama, 
in red states like Missouri and Montana. And is Florida blue, red, or let's just count Florida as crazy. But anyway, people who supported Barack Obama, okay, congressmen and senators, uh, Claire McCaskill from Missouri, John Tester from Montana, Bill Nelson from Florida, they're all, they're like running away. They hate the fact they supported Obama in 08. You know, Obama's not going to visit Montana, Missouri. Let me tell you something. Montana, really? There's a Democrat in Montana? I had no idea. So anyway, they, this gets to the larger point of the Democrats being jittery about this election. Okay, let's see. We're not going to support the president. We're not going to support pivotal elections around the country like the Walker recall. Some of our people in the, the blue dog Democrats, they like to call them, red state Democrats, whatever, they're backing off completely. Yeah, we don't know why this campaign is sputtering. Let me see. I got a car here. Now, I, I, I have a leaky gas tank and, and the battery's dead. And the guy with the keys, he got out the car. He's running off down the street. Why is my car not running? I don't know, Democrats, but you better find a mechanic soon. This campaign is hilarious. Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney's not saying a thing. He's sitting back and watching the Democrats destroy themselves. Maybe Mitt Romney doesn't say anything because his computer doesn't have spell check. First, it was the internet post that spelled America, A-M-E-R-C-I-A, which is that a C-I thing or is it a Mercia, sort of a Latino vote getting thing? I don't know. And then, and this, this is sacred, this is sacred, a moment of silence. He misspelled Ronald Reagan. That's right. He spelled it R-E-G-A-N. You remember Reagan. He is the Republican God. He is it. He is the deity. Now, mind you, Reagan did some very liberal things like amnesty for illegal aliens and expanding government rather than contracting government. But they all love, they all love Ronnie. They all think Ronnie was great. How do you misspell his name? Ooh, Romney, this, the, the election between Romney and Obama is going to be hilarious because it's like the campaign of denial. They both deny the things they've done right. I already said Barack Obama won't brag about bin Laden, won't brag about General Motors. OK, there's no mention of health care. Another thing where the Democrats did not support him at all. Then you have Romney, who created the health care program in Massachusetts, and it's a huge success, denies he had anything to do with that. They basically sit back and say, well, I didn't do anything right. Really? Well, I didn't do anything right. I didn't do anything you can hold me to. I didn't do anything you can hold me to. This is the strangest campaign, anti-campaign that I've ever seen. I, I honestly have never seen people distance themselves from success the way these two clowns are. And yes, I did say clowns. I'm getting tired of Barack Obama. Step up, my friend. I still support you. Yes, I will vote for him. But man, do something presidential. Jeez, it's ridiculous. Okay, let's move on to this health care law. <laughs> In a CBS poll, you know, CBS New York Times poll, which is about as lefty a poll as you're going to get, right? I know Fox News what? Wait a minute. No one's listening to me who watches Fox News. Never mind. But anyway, 68% of Americans want to void all or part of the health care law. Now, this is beautiful, okay? 41% are against the entire law. 27% they should strike down the requirement to buy insurance. In other words, you know, the part of the law says every American has to buy health insurance. You know what? 
screw you, all right? If you don't want to support some sort of national health care plan, leave your insurance up to the insurance companies. Leave your health care up to the insurance companies. You really think Blue Cross gives a shit about you? You really think Kaiser or any of these major insurers are going to help you? What? You, how stupid can you be? You know something? It's up. Leave them alone. Let them have what they want. Because this is the problem. This is America. I love you. It's my country. But this is why other countries look at us, shake their heads, and say, what the hell is going on there? Because while 68% are against the health care law, 85% say that pre-existing conditions should be covered, a key tenet in the health care law. And 60% say kids should be covered until 26, another key component in the health care law. Listen, we don't want a health care law. We just want all the components of the health care law. We don't want to be forced to buy insurance. You're forced to buy insurance. What else are you going to do? I don't want the government involved in my insurance. If you don't buy insurance, who do you think pays to take care of you? The, the health care fairies? The insurance company? No, the government. Whether it be through Medicare, Medicaid, or just getting billed because there are laws that say an emergency room can't turn you away. This is so stupid. These people who think the insurance companies are on their side, this is what's going to happen, okay? When you get older, God forbid you get sick, even though I personally don't care if you get sick. This is the way it works. If you have any assets, you lose them. Okay, I know about this. My mother's in this position. My father left the house to my mother and to us kids, and we can't give the house to my mother because God forbid my mom gets sick. They take a, she has to sell the house before the insurance would take care of any long-term care. That's how it works, people. You only get help when you're flat broke. So you want the government out, but you want the government, government, take care of me, but don't get involved. You keep the government out of my Medicare. You keep the government away from my Social Security. No, government, whoever, Barack Obama, senators, somebody step up. How about you say, listen, we're going to change retirement age to 70 because people live longer. Okay. Insurance companies, you have to take care of sick people. That's what you do. Okay. This, this somebody step up. And then when Barack Obama presents the law, how about Congress supporting the law, at least the Democrats in Congress? This is ridiculous. So when you're old and when you're broke and when you're sick, you go over to that gated community because those streets are going to be paved with gold. And maybe you can lay on one of their streets and they'll just pick you up because you're sick and take you to the hospital and take care of you. Or maybe some faith based thing will come in from a mega church. Oh, that's right. No, the churches can't get involved because then that would be some kind of mixing of church and state, or I, you might accidentally help a minority. I, I Listen, I don't even know. It's ridiculous. People are against, I love it. We don't want a healthcare law. We just want all the benefits of a healthcare law. Okay, good luck with that. Let me know how that works out for you. Ugh. Speaking of crazy government, I'm always speaking of crazy government. The Senate GOP blocks the pay equity bill. Senate Republicans once again have blocked the Paycheck Fairness Act, okay? And basically, the act requires companies to prove why women are making less than men. Women average 77 cents for every dollar a man makes. 77 cents every dollar, not percent. But anyway, here's the funny thing. Republicans are against this. They have their own version of the bill, but their version of the bill does not allow the government to collect salary information to monitor pay discrimination. Now, if you cannot collect salary information, how do you monitor pay discrimination? You know what? I'd love to know. Do, 
any Republican women in Congress, like they should just pay them 77% of what they pay to men in Congress. Straight up. Just, hey, you're taking a a 23% pay cut. Why? Because you're a woman. This attack on women, this hatred of women, it's unbelievable. If these women vote for Republicans, you know, God bless you. I, I don't know what you're thinking, but wow. Listen, we got a law here. And we want equal pay for equal work. But we're going to make it illegal for you to check how much people are being paid. So, I don't know. Just take their word for it. It's kind of like kind of like my record deal. I have this crazy record deal. And this is how the record industry works. They produce the DVD. Then they, they you know, we sell the DVDs. And the deal is you get half of the profit after all the production costs. Of course, they tell you what the production costs are. They tell you how many were sold. And then they tell you how much was left. Oh, they're not going to cheat you. That's why musicians are broke. That and really good drugs. Musicians get much better drugs than comics, I think. That's just my opinion. The hell do I know? Uh, ah. Moving on. Okay. New York. And, and I love talking about crazy. And I get on Florida. But New York City has Mayor Bloomberg. And Mayor Bloomberg is... Phew, he's lost it. This is Mayor Bloomberg's latest campaign all right stop arresting people for smoking marijuana just give them a hundred dollar ticket for smoking weed but he wants to ban large sodas listen you can't smoke weed get the munchies eat chips and not be able to get a large soda what planet is he living on you cannot have good weed and small sodas damn it this is america and you have the right to drink a big soda when you're smoking weed Where'd they find this Mayor Bloomberg? Oh, yeah, they changed the law so he could be elected a third time and his ego has gone crazy. So he's pro-weed, anti-sweets. Does that make any sense at all? Wasn't he around in the 60s? I wasn't around the 60s, but I was around the 70s and they had some good weed and we did a lot of snacking. The two go together. That's all I'm saying. Summer jobs for teenagers have soared to the highest level in six years. Boy, if teenagers could vote, Barack Obama could brag about creating jobs. The problem is the summer jobs for teens have gone up because the places aren't hiring adults. That's right. The mall and the service industry and wherever they can get away with it, they're going to hire teenage kids rather than adults. But good for the kids. The kids have jobs, which is good because someone's going to have to take care of their parents. Because guess what? Aging has changed. Aging has changed. This is what's going on right now amongst the young people. And I love the young people. Did I mention I'm 50? I can officially say to young people, wow, I can't even look at a girl under 25. I'm just a creepy old guy. Where's my Corvette? Anyway, (laughs) college graduates are now saying 30 is the new 20. All right. They're, They're graduating later. We all know they're living with their parents longer. They're partying. They're having a good time. You've seen the beer commercials. They're having a ball out there. Plus, if you've been to Vegas, you know they're partying hard. They're, they're getting the um, the bottle service, which isn't cheap, you know, thousands of dollars a night party. And you got to keep up with the Kardashians. You can't be messing around. Okay, so they say 30's a new 20. They're going to have fun in their 20s. They're going to party. They're going to live at their parents' house. They're going to have a great idea. And then around 30, they're going to get serious about life and grow up. Now, it's, it's, they say the 20s don't matter. Of course, um, these are the statistics. Two-thirds of your lifetime wage growth happens during the first 10 years of a career. So if you get a job at 25, two-thirds of your you know, 
career wage scale is going to be developed by 35. Of course, now there are no jobs, so you ain't going to get a job by 25 unless your dad owns the company, right, Mitt? Anyway, enough of that. So that ain't going to happen. But here's my problem, all right? 30 is a new 20. 40 was the new 20, but I'm guessing now 40 is a new 30. 60 is a new 40 because, see, you got to tell yourself something. You, you screwed around in your 20s. You didn't get a job. So now you're 40, and you just got a job at the mall because the teenager, he's in his 20s. He quit. But now you're broke. But you're like, hey, I might be broke, but I'm 40, which is the new 30. And at 30, I could be broke because by 40, I'm going to make something of myself, but I'll be 30 again. But the 20, the 30-year-olds, they're only 20-year-olds, so I'm still ahead of them. Then you jump up to 60, which is now the new 40. So I have literally 10 years from now, I'll be 40, even though I'll be 60. Guess what? Dead? Dead is the new 60. Yes, dead. Once you're dead, then you're officially 60 years old. And they all say, he was much too young to die. And, and who's their actual age? Toddlers. Toddlers between 3 and 5. Statistics studies have shown they're still between 3 and 5. They have no idea who's going to take care of them or how their life's going to turn out because the 30-year-old parents think they're 20-year-old partiers and the 60-year-old grandparents think they're 40-year-old empty nesters and they just bought a two-seater. So toddlers, you are on your own. You get your ass down to preschool and you pay attention and you make fun, make something of yourself because you only got until you're 10. Make fun of yourself. Man, I have to learn to talk. What the hell is going on? I'm rushing. That's what's going on. I, I have a radio interview to do today. I'm doing a thing on gay marriage, which, as you know, is one of my favorite topics because I wish my life was so good. I had time to worry about gay marriage. Hey, what happens if you're gay and 25? Does that make you a gay 15-year-old? Is 25 the new 15? Or do we only go with round numbers? I don't know. Let's go to Texas. I know they're smoking weed in New York and they're not drinking soda and they're suffering. But we got to go to Texas because Texas always takes, takes it to another level. Here's the thing with Texas. Texas sex ed... Okay, the, the Department of Education, if there is one of those in Texas, <laughs> they refuse to accept any of that government money that's teaching things like HIV prevention or how to prevent teen pregnancy or using condoms to slow down the spread of STDs because, damn it, that is the liberal agenda. It's ridiculous, and it's not what God would say. What does God say? Abstinence. And that's what they teach, abstinence. That's right. They actually teach abstinence. What year is this? 2012? No, this is 1950, I guess. So here's the deal. Texas will not accept money for sexual education programs. I still can't talk. For sex ed programs unless they teach abstinence first. Okay? Now, how's this working out for you? Well, first of all, let's see what they're teaching. There are three districts that are teaching if a woman's dry, the sperm will die. That's right. If a woman's dry, the sperm will die. You probably didn't know this, you with your science and your reading and all that. But if the woman doesn't enjoy sex, she can't get pregnant. That, that's what they're teaching in three districts. Now, another three districts, they, they have a video. Video. I'm surprised they use that technology. You sure it's not a film strip? All right. They claim it's a video. And a teenage boy, wide-eyed little boy, Ask the evangelical preacher, and don't don't even go to the joke 
about what this evangelical preacher will do when he gets wide-eyed seeing his teenage boy. Stop it. Stop it. He asks, what will happen if I have sex before marriage? And the preacher says, it's okay. Just know that you might die. That's right. Sex before marriage leads to death. Then no, not through like any disease or anything. Just you just die. <laughs> it's not like HIV or, or STD. No, you die. Why? Because if you have sex before marriage, God hates you. Okay. How's this working out for him? Well, let's see. Um, slightly more than half of ninth to 12th graders in Texas reported having sex in the year 2009. This is the year they studied the national figures, 46%. So they, they beat them. They beat the national figure by 4%. But now by the time they're seniors and, and I don't know what a senior is, if not the 12th grade, but maybe they do numbers different there. 69% of Texas students are sexually active. They indulge in risky behavior, sex with a large number of partners, blah, 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 blah. And how are they doing on pregnancy? Well, they have the third highest rate of teenage births in the country. Um, 63 out of every thousand girls between 15 and 19 becomes a mother. Now, in the Netherlands, you know where Amsterdam is, where they're crazy sex, five out of 1,000. The United States as a whole, 42 out of 1,000. But 63 out of 1,000. So when they say everything's bigger in Texas, they're including the birth rate. Now, here's the beautiful part. <laughs> Once these babies are born, okay, now is when the federal government money kicks in because they are happy to collect Medicaid, okay? Billion dollars in Medicaid paid to, because, you know why? Because low-income mothers are having babies and low-income mothers what do they use for medical care? They use Medicaid. But this is the beautiful thing about it. Say you're sadly in that situation. Okay, you're a young woman. You, you were never taught anything about not getting pregnant. You're not allowed to get condoms because they, they say this is one of the things they teach. Condoms break and, and condoms are more dangerous than seatbelts. You know, in other words, you're, you're more likely to lose your life with a condom than wearing a seatbelt. Because that's, that's another part of that commie plan, locking them seatbelts up. Some bitches ought to be painted red. I don't even get this, but you're a young woman. No one taught you how not to get pregnant. Unfortunately, sex felt good, so you did it. And you wasn't dry, so the sperm didn't die. You're pregnant. You have a baby. Now you need Medicaid. Now federal government money's all right. The Texas will take the federal government money for that. But here's the beauty of it. They still, even after having a baby, they still will not allow any sexual education to stop baby number two, baby number three, baby number four, or, you know, what, what, what if like some pro athletes come through town? Now you're talking baby number 15, 16, or MTV might be filming a show, 16 and pregnant. You got to get to work on it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I don't know if it's 1950 or 2012. I don't know what year it is in Texas, but damn it, we are not taking that money for education. We're going to go with abstinence and, and just keep having babies. Good luck with that, Texas. Finally, finally, Rick Warren. You remember Rick Warren. Rick Warren was the, the um, I don't even know, is, is he a minister? Is he, a, uh, let's call him a religious leader. 
and and he did the um, religious ceremony when Barack Obama was sworn in as president. Rick Warren was a guy, and Rick Warren was a big guy. Did I say big? Rick Warren was a fat ass. <laughs> Rick Warren weighed 295 pounds. But now he is found in the book of Daniel. Okay. Um, Daniel, in the book of Daniel in the Bible, Daniel went vegetarian. Daniel resolved, and, and I'm just reading a quote from the paper here, resolved not to defile himself with royal food and wine. He asked, you know, test your servants for 10 days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearance with those of young men who eat royal food, which is probably some lamb and some, you know, there's always grog at the royal table, drinking grog, eating lamb shanks and who knows what else. Anyway, um, Warren has decided that it's God's will for you to be thin. Now, to his credit, the man's lost 60 pounds, so good for him. But here's, here's the beautiful thing. He says it's God's will, relates it to the book of Daniel. Everybody's happy. The members of his church, blah, blah, blah. 15,000 of us signed up in 18 months. They've collectively lost 260,000 pounds. That's all great and good for them. And, and it, if your belief is what leads you to lose weight and be healthier, that's fine. But why? Why is it such a horrible sin <laughs> when Michelle Obama says, you know, kids should eat less snacks and run more, you horrible horrible woman you are trying to tell us how to raise our children and change them this year is too much government this is horrible jesus said you should eat vegetables well that's okay i don't get it america i'm, I'm telling you we are so divided it's so funny rick warren good for you good for you on losing 60 pounds why don't you call chris christie i think old governor chris christie in new jersey might want to place a donut with a carrot I love you guys for listening. Who's paying attention? You are. Tell someone about me. This is Alonzo Bowden signing off. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>